Let us pray. Lord, strengthen our faith. Fill us with hope and assurance. Transform our lives that we might indeed be your witnesses and assure us of your love and forgiveness. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to tell you a story. It's about a man who was new to archery. And he had a good friend who was an expert. And he challenged that friend to a contest. He said, come to my house. I want to challenge you to see who can come closer to the center of the bullseye on the target. I will even go first so that you know what you need to beat. And so the friend comes and they go into the backyard with their bow and arrows and, and, uh, the friend looks up and he sees this very large white uh, board uh, about, you know, 20 yards or so out. And he looks at his friend and he looks again at the target and he's confused because there's no bullseye on the target. And his friend says, oh, don't worry about that. And his friend gets out his arrow and puts it in the bow and he reaches back and he lets the arrow fly and it hits slightly to the right of the target. And then he says, just a minute. And he runs out to the target and he grabs a bucket of paint from behind it and he paints the bow, the, the target so that his arrow is right in the center of the bullseye. Sometimes we do that in our lives. We, we live our lives thinking that the, the bullseye, the center of the target, the rightness will simply be established by whatever it is we've done. As if there's not something to aim for. As if there's not some calculation that shows whether or not we are on target or off target. I want to look at this text from First uh, John, it's concerning. Uh, hear these words. We do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure, just as he is pure. Do you? Feel pure in your behavior, in your thoughts, in your words, in your relationships, because I continue to fall short. But we're not done. First John also says this, Jesus came to take away our sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin.
Wow. That's difficult. It continues. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous even as he, as Christ is righteous. Anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. That's convicting. All right. Well, perhaps, perhaps we need to better understand then what is sin? You know, there have been times in my life when uh, I've had this general concept of sin as being awful stuff. You know, sort of the, the worst stuff. Intentional murder. Uh, abuse of innocent, helpless people. Uh, and, and when I can think of sin in, in sort of those most awfulest of terms, then, then maybe I can feel kind of okay about myself because I've, I haven't killed anybody and uh, uh, I haven't abused anybody uh, that I'm aware of. And, and so, so maybe, maybe I'm okay. Or, or maybe not. You know, sometimes when I talk to people about faith, they suggest that in comparison with others, they're pretty good. You know, compared to, to those people who are committing whatever sin it is that I don't like or whatever sin it is that I haven't committed, then I'm better than they are, so I'm okay. But I don't think that jives with what's going on here. There is a word in Greek that is used uh, and translated here as sin. Uh, that word is amartia. And the, the, the best translation of that is probably um, not to hit or to miss. And some people therefore describe sin as to miss the mark. In the story I started with, uh, hey, it'd be great if it worked out that way. So kind of no matter what I do, I can then paint the target around what I do so I won't have missed the mark. But that's not, that's not how it works. That's not accepting the truth that God provides for us. That's not, that's not living in obedience to God's will and intention for us, for his people, for his world. There's another sort of metaphorical understanding of the word amartia, and it's probably best uh, said in, in the sense of intellectual shortcoming, uh, 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 intellectual error, uh, misunderstanding of, of what is right or wrong. I certainly have missed the mark in my life at times. 
I've certainly thought and spoken and acted in ways that were not in perfect alignment to God's will. I even confessed with you as the service started uh, that, that my life is not being lived fully in conformity to God's will for me. Whether by omission or commission, I'm, I'm a sinner. But First John and the verses that we read today need to be understood within the context of the whole letter. And it was only last week in First John that we read, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sin and cleanse us from all iniquity. We're not without sin except that our sin is forgiven and our guilt removed through the blood of Jesus. So maybe we want to ask this question about what does it mean to confess our sin? If we confess our sin, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sin. So, so what does it mean to confess our sin? And oh, by the way, uh, we have two confessions uh, in our worship service today. Uh, the first one is a confession of sin, uh, uh, an acknowledgement of the wrong we've done and the guilt that we carry, uh, a confession that seeks uh, forgiveness. And then after the sermon, we will have a confession of faith. That is, uh, we will use the words of the Apostles' Creed and, and confess what we believe. See, the word confess has a double meaning. It can mean to admit to the wrongdoing uh, of our lives, but it can also mean to profess or declare as true. And in reality, when we confess our sin, what we're saying is, yes, it's true. I'm a sinner. Just as in the Apostles' Creed, we're saying, yes, it's true. God is this way. I believe that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit active in the life of the church. So in both cases, the word confession is about this, this declaration of what we believe to be the truth, both that we are sinners and that Jesus gave his life for us. So now what? Having acknowledged that we've missed the mark, having acknowledged that there are times when we've been in error, I confess that it is true, I am a sinner. What do we do now? We repent. When, when we see that we are not living in obedience to God, when we've done wrong or failed to do right, we repent. Now, a lot of times I've heard uh, throughout my life in the church that repentance means turning around 
And there is some truth to that, but I want us to dig a little bit deeper into the meaning of repentance uh, today. In the New Testament, most often when you see the word repent, uh, it is the Greek word metanoia. And the Greek word metanoia literally means a change of mind. Uh, or if you want to get very literal, it's again, no, or think again. And so when we're talking about repentance, we're talking about uh, seeing something in a new way, or as we may be here in children's sermons sometimes that, you know, sometimes we give our children a time out. That's not really intended to be a punishment. It's intended to be a time for them to reflect on what they did, to think again, so that they might see the situation and their ability to respond to it in a new way. Metanoia is an opportunity for us to acknowledge that we were in error and to acknowledge that what God says is true and right and that we want to re-aim, re-know so that we can live in conformity to the will of God. In Acts today, uh, it says in Acts 3.19, now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. This idea of of turning to God or turning around is indeed a a part of the the, the repentant act. Uh, But in fact, it's a different word. Uh, The word uh, here in Acts is the word epistrepho to turn, to change direction, or to return. And it's, it's good to think about as we think again, as we correct our error and judgment, then we're able to re-aim at the, the bullseye that God has for our lives. Not thinking that the target keeps moving to whatever we happen to do, but to begin to seek to live our lives in alignment with what God calls us to do. And one of those words we have in our gospel today of what God calls us to do is to bring this word of the gospel, be a witness for Christ, to let the world know that they can repent and believe in Jesus. There is forgiveness of sins for all who repent. We are witnesses of these things. We are testifiers who confess that we believe that this is true. That confession is first our own. We we first embrace it for our own lives, not, not in arrogance to claim righteousness on my own, but rather in in hope and in confession and in profession that forgiveness is mine through Jesus. That, That while I have sinned and while I continue to miss the mark in my life, Christ in his mercy provides forgiveness and takes that sin away. And as we walk into the world, we don't judge the world for missing the mark. We we call them to acknowledge 
that they have missed the mark so that they too can receive forgiveness of sins, that they too can repent and receive the forgiveness that is offered in Jesus and that we bear witness to. I also really like the way Acts ends. And especially in these days coming out of the the COVID experience, coming out of the, the isolation that has been so long and so difficult. Acts 3.20 says this, when we have repented, when we have experienced the forgiveness of our sins, the love of God that embraces us in Christ, it says, then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we do need to be convicted of our sins. As 1 John said in last week's reading, we must confess our sins so that we can be embraced by the faithfulness of God to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We cannot pretend that we are perfect or that we are better than others. We are simply bearers of Christ, his love and his forgiveness, first received for our own lives and then shared through our lives in our relationships for the world. Be refreshed, be renewed, be empowered by the Holy Spirit to live your life as a witness for Christ. And when you see that you've missed the mark, think again, confess your sin and be forgiven. For we are an Easter people. Thanks be to God. Amen.